0: I'm Grady Edwards with Bo Gorseski. Welcome to Discast, a podcast from the Horry County Schools Digital Integration Team. We believe that educational technology can be used to transform teaching and learning in the classroom. We strive to spotlight the good work our teachers are doing across our county and hope our discussions will inspire possibilities for your classroom. Your journey into the world of EdTech starts right now. Welcome back, and a very
1: good day to all our listeners. We'd like to thank you for tuning in to our second episode. For those of you just tuning in to Discast, it's a podcast devoted to celebrations that highlight the great work our teachers are doing, HCS EdTech updates, and featured guests. You can listen to our Discast via our Dear Disc YouTube channel or on Apple Podcasts. Additionally, all references, resources, and materials, as well as a transcript for this Discast, can be viewed in the links below.
0: First, let's start as we always do with some celebrations. Let's take a moment to recognize our Tech Innovators of the Month for February. For elementary, Amy Saunders is a first grade teacher at Kingston Elementary. And
1: Felicia Dozier is a Kate teacher at Woodmore Park Middle School.
0: And last but not least, high school Amy Lynn Ward is an English teacher at Sacaste High. Congratulations to all our winners this month. If you know a teacher you'd like to nominate for future Tech Innovator of the Month, please see the link in the description. We'd like to take a moment now to talk about how podcasting in your classroom can happen. As we mentioned in our last episode, we're currently utilizing all three of the Horry County Schools' personalized learning devices to create this podcast. Here's a reminder of some of those tools. The new high school device has the free program Audacity loaded on it, which allows us to mix and record our tracks. We are collaborating on our Chromebooks using the beautiful audio editor, which keeps all of our files in Google Drive. Finally, we created a soundboard using the iPad app, Soundboard Studio Lite. If you're using the iPads, GarageBand is a great tool for podcasting as well. Thanks, Greedy.
1: Several teachers across our county are using podcasting in their classrooms. One of those teachers, Miss Jenny Lucky, the current Teacher of the Year, has used podcasting in her classroom for some time now. Our very own Holly Jackson was able to sit down with Jenny and talk about how she uses podcasting to support her instructional practices. Let's hear from Holly.
2: All right, today on the Discast, we have Jenny Lucky, the Oregon County Schools Teacher of the Year and English teacher at Early College High School. She teaches creative writing and English. One. One. Yes, the very first experience of English in high school. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jenny has done lots with podcasting in her classroom. And since we have a discast, we wanted to interview a teacher who's doing things with a podcasting. So, Jenny, would you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Sure. Well, thank you, first of all, for inviting me. I'm super excited. Um, so, I got
3: started with podcasting because I listen to podcasts all the time. And I thought, well, Why not do that in my classroom? I do have a unique background, though. I was a broadcasting undergrad, and I worked in radio before I became a teacher. So I know I have that experience under my belt, but I am going to preface that anyone can do podcasting. It's not just because I have experience behind a
2: mic. Thank you. Um, How did you get started with podcasting in the classroom? Well, I started by... Um, tying in with To
3: Kill a Mockingbird and we have to do research uh, skills in our class so why not have my students research social justice issues that mean a lot to them and it really turned into a product of student ownership so they were out doing their own kind of research coming up with their own primary sources and instead of the audience just being a teacher reading a research paper we decided to have a global audience so now everyone can benefit from all the research and knowledge that they've found
2: Very cool. Um, What kind of tools do you use to make your podcasts?
3: Well, for my class, we record on Audacity, which is free audio software, audio editing software. Um, But really, anyone can use all types of things. You could use Padlet. um, Some people could use Flipgrid if you wanted to do vlogging instead of podcasting. But I use Audacity to record and edit. And then we also have a subscription to free uh, music that you can use that doesn't have copyright issues. So that way, they can really create a fully produced podcast episode that has its own tone and mood that
2: they're looking for. Very cool. And very creative. Um, What's been your favorite thing about podcasting so far?
3: Well, my my favorite thing I would say is seeing the pride on my students' faces after they've produced it. They get really excited. I tell them that to be prepared because it's a roller coaster of emotions going through the whole uh, podcasting process. The research can really push them out of their comfort zone. And then, being behind a microphone is pretty intimidating for students. They can they talk all the time, but then to have it be permanently out in the cyber world is a pretty scary mm-hmm. thing for them. So to see them overcome their fears and challenges and then be proud
2: of what they produced is all I can ask for. Nice. What has podcasting allowed you to do that might be difficult to do otherwise? Um, I
3: would say having a global audience. I know I struggle with making learning authentic in the classroom, that's another thing that led me to podcasting. So I knew I had to find a way to have students really buy in and see that their work actually had a true purpose, not just for some grade in a grade book. So I would say that that has allowed me to get more student ownership and buy-in that sometimes we just don't have in everyday classroom because I know there's standards and things that we have to cover, but to make it in an authentic way was difficult before I started podcasting.
2: So what's the student experience been like? What kind of feedback have you gotten from your students? How did they respond to podcasting? Oh, the
3: responses, well, it it depends (laughs) on what part of the process you're talking about. (laughs) At first they resist and they resist again. And for my shy students, it can be very uncomfortable. I've had students cry. I've had students get very anxious, but I also coach them and we te- we turn it into a teachable moment. So, those students are usually the ones who are the most excited at the end and I always do a reflection form that they fill out with what they've learned, what they need to work on to grow further and a lot of students say they found things out about themselves that they didn't know that they had capabilities inside and Um, responsibility and just actually being proud of what they've accomplished. A lot of them haven't
2: done anything like this before. I love that you're giving them that authentic audience. And like you said before, that really does make their learning real. It really does. Yep. Um, One more thing to ask you, if I were a teacher getting started with podcasting, what sorts of resources would you recommend? Well, that's a good, that's a good
3: question because th- I will say that <laughs> I go full-fledged. This whole process of researching to producing, writing a script, all that, it takes probably six to eight weeks going on in the background. So we don't podcast every day and we don't work on this project every day per se. So, I went as usual, go big or go home. But you do not have to do that. So, if you want to get started podcasting, I recommend even just something as simple as creating a Padlet for your classes and having them go on there. And it's free. You can just hit the microphone and just have them get used to recording their voice because that is the scariest part for them. Writing a script and picking the music and writing the intros and all that stuff is a lot of fun and they enjoy it. They're used to the stuff behind a screen, but being behind a mic, you got to get them used to that experience. Um, You don't have to be, you don't have to go and make this a two-month project either. This could be something simple in a day or two. That is actually what I'm doing this semester. I'm going to have them ease into it with little baby steps. I'm actually, they don't know this, but next week they're going to be recording responses on a padlet to get them behind the microphone and then we'll ease into the project. So they could even talk about the books they've read. They could do book reviews, book recommendation podcasts. It doesn't have to be a huge incentive in your classroom. It can just be little bits at a time, and then it
2: can build up to a big project if you'd like. Mm-hmm. So I've heard that you have a really awesome website and you have some resources that maybe you could share um, for our listeners. So what is your website and and where could a teacher find some resources from you? Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, this is definitely a
3: passion of mine. I've presented it at different conferences and It's my mission to get kids behind the microphone. So if that's something you want to do, uh, my website is leckythetechie.com. So L-E-C-K-E-Y, the T-E-C-H-I-E.com. And I I literally have created a how-to podcasting step-by-step guide on there, and I have it in Levels. So the simplistic version for a one- to two-day project. And then I have my outline of what I do for a long-term project. I have links on there to the exact microphones I use, links to download software. It's all on there. I also have it broken down about how I approach it from standards-based planning, about how I take my standards and I break it down. How does this skill match what part in the podcasting process? And um, I also have on there... um, a list of possible project ideas that might get you started. Cause I know not everyone teaches to kill a mockingbird. Oh, and finally for the teachers, I have, how do you grade this? I literally have it broken down about low, medium and high grades. How do I grade this entire process? Mm-hmm. So basically I've done all the trial and error stuff, all the tears and yeah. <laughs> stressed out moments and finding out what works to hopefully make it an easy process for you guys to put it in pro- into
2: work in your classroom. Thank you so much, Jenny, for all the information that you shared today. You're welcome. can totally see why you're our Horry County Schools Teacher of the Year. Um, (laughs) You have so many resources that you can share with teachers, and thank you for sharing those. For those of you listening, if you want any of Jenny's resources that she shared today, you'll find links to those in our description. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely check out Jenny's website. There's lots of great resources there if you want to get started with podcasting.
3: Yeah, and, and also, if you do end up podcasting, please reach out to me, or if you want to tag me on Twitter, at Lecky the Techie. I've had teachers do that already, showing the world what their kids are capable of, so I would love to see what you are doing in your classroom, as well as, of course, the disses want to see it as well. Of course, we do.
0: At the conclusion of Holly's interview with Jenny, she was kind enough to answer some questions from Bo and myself.
4: So to my question is, I really appreciate you pushing the, the feedback and reflection on the students. That's so awesome. We've been pushing that all over our district with our Digital Portfolio Initiative. And it's so great to hear that you got feedback from the students. But what sort of feedback do you hear back from your global audience? Um, now that the students are really showcasing that they are that profile of South Carolina graduate, you know how are they getting that feedback from that global audience as they're doing this project?
3: I'm glad you brought that up because I actually do. I do publish their episodes on iTunes, so you can go and listen up for it. It's my, our channel is called Students for Change. Um, so the, I I will admit I do have to work a little bit better about really getting the word out once they do publish. But we make sure we share with other. We have advisories in our school, so other classes and students at all different levels listen to it. Parents do. I push push it out on all my social media, and everyone's really just shocked that. You know, 14, 15-year-olds have this ability to think deeply about such controversial issues that we research. So I think it's really eye-opening for adults to realize that kids get it and they pick up on stuff that's going on in in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think it helps adults see teenagers in a new light, or at least I hope it does. And also it counts as service learning in our school because other students are learning from their podcast. So it's a win-win. Nice.
4: Awesome. Thank you. My other question is, how do you manage a classroom of students recording with multiple microphones, multiple interactions, kids out in the hallway? That's what I hear a lot of teachers are into getting into podcasting, but they're nervous and they have a hard time planning uh, with especially limited space and equipment. So how do you deal with such struggles?
2: Yes. Well,
3: it's definitely a learning curve and it depends on what your school setup is and who you have available to help you. Um, on recording days, it can be chaotic. I, I definitely have to set expectations and we go over how to and practice using the equipment before we've even touched our own scripts. So they're familiar with stuff. And by the time, I usually assign a tech person per team and they're really familiar with the software. So by the time we're actually recording they're, well, 90% good to go. (laughs) So I mean, I have kids all over the place. I'll tell my administration we're recording today. I stick kids in our book closet across the hallway. Um, I create little recording studios by moving bookcases. This semester, what I'm going to do, I actually saw it on Pinterest where you can take like a, a paper ream box and put some foam inside and just put the mic in there. And that actually cancels out the sound of the classroom. So you can actually create a little studio right there at your desk because that was an issue of having background noise. Mm -hmm. Um, So that usually works or we just go and take turns. Okay, you guys are still working on your scripts so you need to be silent and and collaborate on Google Docs while this team over here is recording. So it really just depends on the layout of your classroom but if there's a will, there's a
2: way, Mm -hmm. definitely. I love that idea. Like the recording studios. Yeah.
0: Hey Jenny, this is Grady. Hey, uh, thank you for sharing your, your story with us about your, your podcasting experience. It's, it's absolutely incredible. And no less, you're the teacher of the year. So what a representative to have here on the Discast. Um, back to telling your story, one of the most refreshing I think themes of this year for me is, uh, and, and Dr. Maxey introduced it uh, at the beginning of the year, and it's about sharing our HCS story and sharing our, our, our school stories and our classroom stories, and even students getting the opportunities to, sell, to tell their personal stories. Can you explain how this, this podcast project that you've started with your students kind of follows in that same theme of, of sharing story?
3: Yeah, definitely. Well, it's all student choice, so I don't dictate topics. So I let kids talk about what they're passionate about, and it can be controversial stuff, but it's always something that they are passionate about. So a lot of the times, it's they pick topics connected to their life experiences, what their family struggles are, what they've experienced in their lives, and injustices they see in the world. So through that, their stories are being told because our focus is about changing the law behind it. I take a legal approach to what we're doing. So... You don't just a social justice issue that bothers you. You research the problem legally. So is there a law that doesn't exist that needs to? A law that exists that needs to go away or needs to be amended? So with that, um, students talk about research, but then the end of it, they're allowed to talk about their opinion. That's where we get persuasive. They tell their stories if they feel comfortable, um, and they are allowed to express their thoughts and views on it. So I think it's cathartic for a lot of them because they pick such personal issues, and then they have a platform to really have their voice literally be heard.
0: On behalf of the Digital Integration Specialists and DISCAS, we'd like to again thank Jenny Lecky, the Teacher of the Year, for spending time with us. If you'd like to hear more about Jenny's podcasting, all the resources as well as her website, podcasts, and other information can be found in the description below.
1: Well, it looks like we are all out of time. Remember, all the resources discussed in today's Discast can be found in the description of the YouTube video. You will find reference tools, audio files, and a transcript of this episode.
0: To continue to follow our story, please subscribe to the Discast. Thank you for joining us today, and always remember in the words of George Kuros. Technology will never replace great teachers, but technology in the hands of great teachers can be transformational. See you next time.